I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The trophy of a good podcast was always better. Good afternoon or good whatever the time of day it is when you're listening to this. And I'll tell you what you lovely people are listening to or person. You might be on your own. You might not be. You're probably on your own. Why would you listen to this with a loved one? You are listening to Small Screen 90s, the only podcast in the history of the world that takes TV shows from the 90s and rates them out of, you've guessed it, 90. With me, AMJ. And who's with me? Tony Chris Barnes. Again, Tony Chris Barnes, again. We haven't got forever. a new co-host yet. We haven't. <laughs> Things haven't got that bad yet. It's not like nope. series two where someone gets mysteriously replaced. Or gets so Can big for the just... show that they leave. Yeah. I wonder which one it will be. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it'll, be a... it'll be a scandal, won't it? Yeah, writing on a postcard. So who's going to leave this first? Who's going who's gonna to make the big tag? Well, point of recording, today is my luckiest day for winning competitions because I've won two in three years. I won the Shepherd Neem one, which you were at. You, you did indeed. That, that, was, that and was a rob. I don't, I don't bang on about it or anything. And the Frog and Bucket last year online. They still owe me an eight-minute spot in Manchester, but I thought it's so long to get up there. If I'm near there, I'll, I'll just knock on the door and say, can you let me in, please? Let me on. If I'm if I'm near there, can I do your set for you? You do it for me. I'll, I'll just I'll just rock up and just do. Hello, it's me. <laughs> you sound quite normal in real life. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's not your voice. 
You're not Joe Pasquale. But no, but even he puts it on. He makes it more squeaky than it normally is. I've I've heard he's got quite a baritone voice in the real world. He's got tats now, and I'm like, I'm not having Joe Pasquale with tattoos. It's not right. He's got sexy <laughs> Joe Pasquale. Sexy Joe Pasquale. Sentences I never thought I'd hear. Do you know what? Good on you, Joe. It's nice to see that he's making a difference in his life. The programmes we're looking at today, I'm not going to tell you them all individually because you can see it on the description and it's probably all over Facebook and Instagram and probably big news in a Time Out magazine. That's still going? I don't know. So the first one we're going to look at, and can I just apologise for choosing this in the first place? Because I, for some reason, did not think a morning breakfast show was three and a half hours long. And I got two and a half hours through the first clip of it. It is, of course, Big Breakfast. Yeah, it's like Eurovision. If you sit up and watch Eurovision on the night, it's like three hours long. Fine. If I said to you now go away and watch 1990s Eurovision for three hours, you'd be like, no, sod off, Chris. We're not doing that. And that's how long it is for about Big Breakfast. I watched the one with Denise Van Outen, Johnny Vaughan and Lionel Blair. That was the exact same episode I watched. And, and it started, the episode started with them playing charades. And they had to guess who the secret guest was. And it was indeed Lionel Blair. I think they already knew. They would have rehearsed with him during the day. Lionel Blair just doesn't rock up, does he? I've, I've heard. Is he still with us, Lionel Blair? No, he died recently. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, it did make me <laughs> keep it light. Uh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> sorry, I was just looking at the wrong notes. So, child well, acting. Well, oh, no. No, that's the wrong one. Child acting, what, Lionel Blair? Like, that man come out of the womb, old. So, let's sort it out. What is your favourite lineup for The Big Breakfast? Is it Chris Evans and Gabby Roslin, or is it Johnny Vaughan and Denise Van Outen? Or, as I talked to you earlier and you didn't even remember it, Johnny Vaughan and Kelly Brook? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I love Johnny Vaughan, but... I did watch an episode with Chris Evans and Gabby Roslin. Plus, they did have Zig and Zag in it. And uh, if anyone, any of the listeners were around in the 90s, would know that Zig and Zag were big, big news back then. They were everywhere. They were like the, uh, if you couldn't get Blobby, you'd get Zig and Zag. I didn't realise they were Irish until recently. It's like, oh, they're Irish, aren't they? They're like Jedward, the puppet version of Jedward. Is that racist? I don't know, it's St. Patrick's Day this week. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Happy St. Patrick's Day. What was I going to say? St. Pancras Day. Uh, St. Pancras Day. Get get your pancras out. Yeah, yeah. enjoy your times. Uh, The thing I didn't remember about Sick and Zag, they just sound really, really annoying. Like It was just a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I don't remember them being that annoying when I was. I always remember thinking, wow, Zig and Zag are on. And they had the spin-off uh, comic as well. Did you ever read the Zig and Zag comics? I think I did, but I think I've blanked them out. I can't remember. You blanked them out? 
What happened yeah. to those comics for you to blank them out? Oh, they did dirty things in there. But I probably bought the wrong one. I probably bought Viz by accident. Or the Kelly Brook one by accident. There was some weird stuff in the episode I watched. There were the two fat ladies reviewing television up to midnight. And I don't believe that those two fat ladies would be awake by midnight. I reckon they'd be asleep at half past eight, falling asleep in the chair by the fireplace. They've, they've also had hairy clipboards. I remember the hairy clipboards. Yeah, that, 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 went, that went as well as I expected, didn't it? There. Let's talk about the hairy <laughs> clipboards. Those pushy oh. mums. Go on, son, do it for mummy. Where you get where you get a person a kid on singing. So I think you probably fast forwarded that a bit when it got there. I did, I did. Do you know what the worst thing with the mum? I don't realise, I don't think she realised it was ironic that they were pushing mums. I think she was generally there to like give her kid a kickstart in the career that she wanted her kid to have the career in. Also, yes. the bit I love more than anything, and I remember this from childhood was the news bulletins being on the TV in the living room. Read all about it. Yeah, it was just brilliant. And also the slogan, life starts at seven. Life starts at seven in the morning. I think we can live by that now. Well, the episode that I watched on YouTube, most of the comments is saying how uh, sexy Denise Van Outen was. Going, oh, I used to wake up to her. Johnny Fawn got Denise with a prank once. She made her read out a competition winner and his name was Mr. P Nurse. And she didn't even realise straight away. <laughs> Denise's got a competition winner. Who's won the competition today, Denise? And um, what have they won first of all? They've won a games console, yeah, computer like go on, go on, win it, win it. ergonomic chair. Yeah. Uh, Mr. P Nurse of Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I got you on it. And I've met Denise Van Outen. Have you? I I served her in a shop. She used to come in with Lee Mead off of the Joseph programme. Not wearing makeup to hide her identity. I knew who it was. I've met loads of famous people. I've served Vic Reeves as well. I've met Vic Reeves. Uh, Then someone pointed out he looked like an older version of me. Um, And I've never been able to understand since. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's worrying. Let's not worrying, the guy's a comedy legend. I was speaking to his wife, Nancy Soddle, and uh, her daughter got a little mouse and just rolled it up my stomach like that. And I thought, this is weird. Vic Reeves' daughter has uh, done that to you. Yeah, anyway. an actual mouse? Like, no, it was a toy mouse. I was going to say, like, if someone had just pulled out a little mouse out of their pocket and then set it free on buttons. <laughs> she, she also talked to someone about a eight ways bra and how how what are the eight ways you can wear it and there was a long discussion about it and i was like is this really happening was paul o'grady on your on the one that you watched chris evans uh there was no paul o'grady or, or lily savage that's a great character isn't it lily savage then yeah, you should have to just interview celebrities on a bed yeah she was great i think uh there's a lot of nostalgia there for Big Breakfast, and it had a lot going on. Seeing as that show was on every day, well, five days a week, there was a lot of material for yes. how long it was. So when you watch it back, it's very dense. It's a, and even like the news items, like it, it just shows you what the 90s were like. He was talking about 
this fashion chain being sued by the Catholic Church because they put pictures of Jesus on Y fronts <laughs> and they wanted it to stop. And you know when you're thinking that wouldn't even make the news. Showing a clip. Mike Reed and Barbara Windsor were kissing on EastEnders and snogging their face off and they showed it like five times. They keep showing that clip again. Let's watch it again. It and they used to have something in it. I don't know what show it was, and I'm sure it'll come up if, if you remember this, where they used to have a, like an item called cleavage clocking, where they used to freeze frame it to see like celebrities clocking other celebrities' cleavage. No, so, I don't remember. I don't, remember. I don't know if that was Big Breakfast or not, but no, different times, different times. Is it better it's changed? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, we need to rate Big Breakfast, don't we? Yes. What would you give it? I'd give it 40. I still don't understand you know, the rules of the scoring. Do we add it together or what? Well, I, th I think we, we, we either come to an agreement or we need like a third person to score it, but it just complicates some matters, doesn't it? Yes. If we've got pay. someone else just to score it and paying that extra person the equity money. Yeah. I, you just have to be on equity. Yeah. Well, let's just give it 40 then. Let's give it 40. Yeah, that's 40 for Big Breakfast. Cracking theme tune, though. Cracking theme tune. What you got next for us in your bag of 90s nostalgia? I have got... No... That's notes for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are I'm busy. I'm a busy man. I've got a lot of podcasts on. The next show is Beatles About. Beatles about, if you don't know what it is, it was a prank show with Jeremy Beadle. Now, this show, this prank show, is basically the blueprint for all prank shows and everything ever since. Uh, but some of those pranks are really, really harsh. To a point, one I saw actually made me wince of going, how did they get away with that? So what, what episode of Beatles about did you watch? I watched the Best Of compilation, and they had a van with loads of plates in the back of it. And they, someone, a member of the public, got into the front of the van and said, I'll move it over so we can get out. And all the plates came out the back. And uh, then everyone kept coming over and saying, what have you done? And it went on for longer than it should have done. They should have <laughs> at least stopped it. Then Jeremy Beadle turns up wearing a beard. It's like, you've got a beard. Why have you put another beard on? Doing a Greek accent, which that's the only bit that made me laugh. Ah, oh, here he is, here he is. Here I am as a Greek restaurant owner who needs to place a wedding reception. And watch out for my Oscar winning performance. 
Just a minute, can I sort out what's occurred? Yes. Yeah. Right, next time, I stand in here. As my husband moved, he didn't even move. The door swung open and everything just... But why did you let him do it? Uh, yeah. Why did How you... How can I stop, physically stop my husband doing anything? He's bigger than I well, am. <laughs> I love the way it's gone on longer than it should have gone on. Yeah, and the accident was rubbish. I don't know how the person got fooled by it. The, the one I watched is this guy started work in a bed shop as like a summer job. So he's working in this bed shop and uh, they sent in this really big family. So there's three of them and they were larger people. I can say that I'm large myself to uh, test out the beds and the beds were made to collapse. So these... Mm. People came in and all the beds collapsed and he said, oh, you said it would take the weight of a hippo. Are you calling me a hippo? So it was just, it felt really uncomfortable to watch, but I did have a little giggle of the idea of just this guy on his first day of work, five beds collapsing on him. It was really insensitive, but was it funny? A little bit. Well, they did another one where they pretended the Queen had turned up in a car going to this yeah. fr fruit and veg shop. So they got some oranges for, for the Queen to hold. And the Queen was sort of just putting her hand out of the limo and squeezing the oranges and throwing them on the floor. And, uh, yeah, well, I thought it was funny anyway. <laughs> the other one that was on it that was pretty funny, they were, like, painting yellow lines and they'd gone over someone's car and the woman come out of the house and was fuming and said quite a few F-words, but they were bleeped out. And then when she saw Jeremy, called him a James Blunt, which was just beautiful. It was bleeped out, but you knew. You knew what she was saying. There was a man dressed as a drag queen who surprised his wife by saying loads of things about himself. And he was like, oh, my God, who are you? And she was this close. She was really close to his face. And I thought, you... Do you not recognise your husband with half a mask on? But apparently bad, they did. But the piece of resistance was the fact that they had a bit at the end where they pretended the President of the United States had turned up and Jeremy was dressed as a policeman. I was like, yes, this is classic. B was about, he dressed as a policeman doing a rubbish accent. Uh, he's not good on the old <laughs> accents, was he, Jeremy? Like, he's just no. kind of a British... Or, or very offensive British accent. Yeah. And they Did never ever... really made him up. Like, like they just put a beard on him or something. There was never a Beatles about people like Ant and Dex do it really well. Yeah. They put them in makeup for ages. But like with Beatles about one of them, he just literally had a slightly bigger beard. It's like clearly Jeremy Beadle, isn't it? Or Colin Farrell in the new Batman film is playing the Penguin, and I didn't know until afterwards that I, I could tell it wasn't a real face. I was like, I have no idea who that is, and it's Colin Farrell. Like, well, that is good. 
because normally I think when people get done by pranks, I always think I would have guessed. I can, you can tell by the face that is not a real face. Do you reckon oh. you'd know? You would never be caught out on a prank. <laughs> I know. I'm just, yeah, I'll never be caught out with a prank. I would. If you come dressed up in makeup, I'll know it's you. <laughs> you'd know it's me, would you? I don't know in what yeah. scenario would that ever happen, but watch your back. <laughs> Watch out, Adam's about. You'll be turning up. You'll be turning up to a comedy award, wouldn't you? And be going, "You've won this award, Chris. There you go. No, Evan is me." And then, like, oh, you, you see what? Oh. <laughs> if uh, if there is ever a thing where I win a comedy award, I will do that. But the chances of that are very unlikely at this moment in time. <laughs> I'm not quite what? on the favourites list as yet. Your own prank show, that'd be all right. Oh, I'd like my own little prank show. Do you know what? If I could host any show from the 90s, I would I love what you're to gonna host say. Generation Game. Oh, I thought you were going to say Trigger Happy TV. I love to do Trigger Happy TV. <laughs> You just with a big well, it's not the 90s, is it? I think it's 2000. We can't talk about it. We get letters. He's got the big phone, isn't he? And be like, Hello, I'm at a comedy gig. Hello, do you know what? I'm going to bring back something and do it on stage. I'll write it in my notes. You like dressing up like a squirrel, don't you? And I used to like Trigger Happy because it wasn't as cruel as Beatles about. But... Well, I just feel some of it was quite cruel. Like, honestly, watching it back, there was a few moments of, like, getting fat people to sit on a bed and having the bed collapse. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite a cruel thing to do. And, like, the poor work experience boy looked mortified. The only problem I have with it is that it wouldn't be funny if I'd watched it, but you describing it is quite funny. What you describing? Like, it's weird to watch back. Yeah. And then they're like, you said it could hold a hip hop. Going, well, like, and Deck do celebrity get out of my ear now, and they pretend to someone they're having a job interview, and then they have the celebrity do silly things, and then at the end they go, Oh, it's all a joke. And I just want to think, do they think they're getting a job at the end of this or not? Yeah, I suppose that's pretty bad as well. I'd be gutted if I thought I was going for yeah. an audition or something. It's not it the worst out. thing ITV's done this week. Did you watch Jeremy Carl? I did. I've got the second half to watch after this, so uh, no. I, I, uh, um, it's very libelous. We'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that um, stupid. Go on, libel him. Right. Oh, he's doing all right. The, the upsetting thing is when me and Steve used to play in the mash, we wrote a song called Jeremy Kyle, which was one of our. I lose. I use the word hit lightly. But we had a song and the chorus was, you scum, you scum. And all the audience used to sing along with it. And now I look back and think, Ooh. It could be an anthem. What were you calling? You were calling Jeremy Cole scum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the joke because he was calling everyone scum and he should be like the king of the universe and 
what happened to Trisha and what happened to Kilroy. Not so much Kilroy, because I've done some research on him. Their fate will be in each other's hands as they decide whether to share or to shaft. <laughs> Don't need to. Don't need to know what happened to Kilroy after that. We all made mistakes in the 90s. Tie-dye being one of them. There's a weird bit in the second half where the, the woman on there who's had problems, I won't say exactly what it is, but she's got a tattoo of Jeremy Cullen on her arm. He's going, oh, well, I don't really blame him. Oh, well, you, maybe you should. Maybe you <laughs> should. I don't think We've any of this will really be. Off. This will not be in. <laughs> Wouldn't you just love to see, uh, instead of Beatles about, if after like the Jeremy Carl show, Jeremy tried to be a bit more love, so did kind of a version of Beatles about. Which is Jeremy Carl. Imagine how mean spirited that would be. Oh, oh, that was it. Yeah, last week when we a bit about to finish the show, and I said about has any of your friends been from school been on telly? And I said if they've been on Jeremy Carl. Now watching the documentary, that comment now sounds a bit harsh. Well, a few have, and I'll tell you a story now, and you can keep this in. When I started out, like when I was like playing with the Mash and like MC and like bands and stuff. I remember going on stage and like doing this bit about Jeremy Carl. I don't even remember what the bit was, but this guy got out of the audience and said, Jeremy Carl saved my life. He changed the way I look on the world and he saved my family. And then he got on stage and tried to fight me. And then we had this kind of roll around the stage fight for about five minutes before the last band come on. And I always look back to that and think, he hasn't changed that much though, has he? If you're fighting compares. Halfway no. through a set, and it was a proper. Do you know what I'm like? It it really hurt. He proper like did me in the face, like proper smacked. And it was but only also, like gig seven. Also, Jeremy Springer that it was based on. Most of it isn't real, but Can in I England say, you I can't. Love the way you're referring to it as Jeremy Springer. What did I call it? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> anyway, well, in America, I'll cut it out. Don't care. Jerry Springer in America was actually some of it was all fake. So us yeah. trying to make it real. It's a bit like having wrestling in the US and Jeremy Carley's UFC, really people fighting each other and um stuff. Anyway, what do you give Jeremy Carl out of 90? Jeremy Carl. <laughs> uh I'm I'm not gonna rate it this week. Uh I can't remember what we were talking about. We, we were talking about Beatles. Oh, yeah. About, uh, How much would you give the Queen's nose? No, wrong week. Right. <laughs> so I will give Beatles about. I'm going to give it 30 because, like, I know we said it felt a bit cruel in places and stuff like that, but you mentioned Jeremy Carl and realised we've not really come that far as people. No. So, uh, it, oh, 30. What, what do you think? I would give it... I'll make it up to 40. Well, we've got two 40s. Ooh, still, yeah. not, still not low, but still not high. So at this moment in time, Beatles About is getting 40, along with a big breakfast. Which leads us. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To our next show, what we got, Chris? Why, do you not remember? <laughs> no, I've just spiced it up just a bit. We had a hell of a show. Something that I watched back and thought, this is great. Shall we go with uh, Demon Handmaster? the queen's nose it is a lot better than the queen's nose but sadly so as watching these shows back and we've gone quite british production heavy and i don't know why i think it's because that's where we grew up and that's the tv i know we didn't put much effort into our tv programs in the 90s uh no i don't know i remember this being the greatest tv show ever as a kid watching it back no. And there was hardly any clips. And I watched one for 40 minutes to realise I didn't know it come back. <laughs> the Demon Air Master. And I was like, this looks really good quality for something from oh. the 90s. It so did, you, watched the, was... you watched the remake one that they released recently? The yeah. Well, I've watched the old one. So how are we going to review it if you watch? Don't, don't you worry. I'll watch the old one after I've realised oh, right, my mistake. Okay. I'm a bit full of the old cold at the moment. So if you are listening and thinking, oh, he's making a lot of mistakes, that's why. So, I don't know what I, I can explain. I thought it was really scary still. I thought the headmaster was scary. I thought it did, was you watch, did you watch Doctor Who with David Tennant? There's an episode yes. where he goes to the school with Anthony Head. And I was like, you're just 
Now, I've just realised you're just doing the Demon Headmaster. That's all they were doing in that episode, Doctor Who. Raquel from Only Fools and Horses is the mum. That was the first thing I wrote down, and it's taken every light inch of me not to mention Only Fools and Horses at all in this podcast. Bear in mind we're on episode four. But like, that gives it 20 points, doesn't it? I've put kitchen sink drama. That's what it felt a bit like. Yep, I'll uh, go with you on that. Golden Wonder Crisps. That's what the kids were, were eating. And uh, Danny John Jules was playing Eddie Eddie Hair Show. Oh, the kid the kids went into assembly and they were asked what they what happened in assembly and they said we watched a film about ants. It was very good. We saw how they did their burrows. I can't do anything else. I That's can't remember really how the Demon Headmaster finishes, but I don't really want to go through all the episodes and watch it. There's stuff on Netflix I could be watching. I don't want to be caught watching the Demon Headmaster. Can you remember how it ended? I'm pretty you know, sure he was an alien. You know how I feel about endings. I still haven't found out about Willie Fogg. Have you not found out? Well, Ryan, if you do know what happened to Willie Fogg. Also, the one thing that did annoy me watching it back was the effects of him hypnotising. It was very faint. I reckon even if I was in the room, I wouldn't have been hypnotised. Did you yeah. notice that around his eyes? You couldn't really see... The hypnosis thing. And there's a group of kids that can't get hypnotised, and I can't remember why they can't get hypnotised. Maybe they don't look him in the eye the whole time. Well, well, I don't want to jump ahead, but on series two, where I I can't remember what happened, the opening episode involves one of the kids getting a letter with an octopus on, and it just being a shiny bit of card and being hypnotised by it and making them want to go to, like, this big kind of adventure away. And the Demon Headmaster comes back, but this time he's hypnotising people with trading cards. <laughs> Not Pogs. It's been Pogs. Not Pogs. Uh, can I just say, if anyone is listening from Waddington's, uh, get in touch. Put Splat Forever. Oh, I think that's what he used to say, Splat Forever, I think. It's their little group. Yeah. I've got Splat forever. Splat was something else as well. I remember that being used in another show. Maybe it did come from the Demon Headmaster. Maybe I have been hypnotised to forget what the ending was of the Demon Headmaster, so I'd go out and buy the DVD. Maybe that's their little plan. Is that what you're thinking? Might be. So, what are we going to give the Demon Headmaster out of 90? I want to give it 30. It, it didn't have... it. It just wasn't as good as I remember it. Ask me what I'd give it. What what I was going to? I wasn't just going to leave it. No, 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 no. Ask me. No, no, no. Ask me what I'd give it. What would you give the Demon Headmaster? I would give it 90 because it's the best TV show I've ever seen. He's always on. That's good. He, He never stops, does he? But I literally would not give it 90. <laughs> no, well, what would you give it if you weren't hypnotised? 25, I think. Well, but also, I, I can't watch it with my little eyes when I did then. I'm now a grown-up, so I can't watch it through my eyes. Oh, what's this sci-fi thing that's on? Yay, let's watch that. Can I just say it's adorable you refer to your eyes as your little eyes? My little eyes, yes. Your little eyes. I have to stay with the size of a bee. <laughs> 
That's why you well, would never hit the tiles. My brother's girlfriend's child came round on Saturday, Sunday for my brother's birthday, and we were trying to get this operation thing to work. So we took the batteries out, and she thought I was breaking it. So she went, oh, he's trying to break it. And I wasn't breaking it. And then later on, she came back to me, and I was like, no, I didn't break it. She went, no, my um, my mum explained it all. You don't worry about it. I'm happy now. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How is a four-year-old more grown up than I am? I don't understand it. This is it. This is... They grow up so quickly nowadays in this world of social media and uh, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig and Baby Shark. I'd give Demon Headmaster 25. I'm going to go with that as well. So that is 25 for Demon Headmaster. So the final show tonight is 2.4 Children. Because I am on a crusade, because everyone rates my family more than 2.4 children, and I want love for 2.4 children. This is what I picked it for. And I still think it's funny. You think I wouldn't say it's... Oh, <laughs> you're about to say you didn't. No, 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 you carry um, on, you carry on. This is a... Well, I would say it's about a family. Halfway through, it just became desperate housewives of women trying to lust over men, on one on a bike, and then there's Rona next door who just shags anything. And then there's a little kid who's in it. I can't remember his name. I wasn't paying attention that much. And uh, he's in Ollie Oaks. The dad, Bill, he does an impression of Trevor. He sort of picks up the phone and goes, hello. That got an extra point for me. And uh, oh, the... I thought the little kid was Sophie Alex Bexter, but it's not her. It just looks like her. That... And... Uh... I don't want to correct you, but are you thinking yep. it's Tony from Hollyoaks? No, yeah, I think it is. Was this someone from Hollyoaks? No, it's his brother. They they look exactly the same. So, no, it, no, it's him. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it, he has an identical, like literally, there's two of them. There's two, two Tonys. Oh, oh no. That's and, all right. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to get his name wrong, Gary. Olsen, he, he was in it as the dad and he died quite early and he would have done loads of things. He would have, he, I don't know, he would have been this generation's Kenneth Branagh. I think I've I just, think, I've met, gone. I think that statement, he would have been this generation's Kenneth Branagh. You know what I mean? If he'd stayed around, he would have done been into more sitcoms. <laughs> he was the best thing about it, he really was. And uh, I started watching the first episode but I think like, I, I hate children acting and singing. So seeing the kids quite young, and this is why I'm not watching Not Going Out anymore, 
Didn't need to do that, Lee. You didn't need to bring kids into it. Right. So I went straight to series five and watched an episode of when they were playing the lottery. And, uh, yeah, there's some really good jokes in it. But it's got that horrible tinge of kind of 90s sitcom, hasn't it? Like, before the watershed. And they win the lottery. But on the next episode, not mentioned again. They went on to be at home with the Braithwaite. <laughs> There's a reference. There's a reference for all of you out there. So uh, what have I got for? So I like the story. It got a bit ridiculous in parts where they were wearing like Disney masks to rob, uh, not rob, but to get a lottery ticket out of the local uh, service station. And on the first episode I watched, uh, they tortured the kids by playing Save All Your Kisses For Me from uh, Brotherhood of Man. And they started screaming and going crazy because they think it's a terrible song. I don't believe it is a terrible song. And if anyone from Brotherhood of Man is listed, then I'm sorry for you because you're lovely people. That was the only other time we won Eurovision, I think, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. We've only won twice, haven't we? There were, there's two mentions of Eurovision. Are we trying to... No, we're not doing it next week. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a joke with a, with they said, oh, how often do you do it? And he's like, twice a week for four, 17 years. And then the guy looks at the calendar and it's circled. So obviously that was when he was getting it. I thought that was, that was a passable joke. <laughs> I think it's really funny until I tell you about it. And then I think, no, it, yeah, it was funny. But me explaining it... it is not funny. Don't see me as some judge. You are, judge you, you you are the, the Simon Cowell of this podcast, where you <laughs> um, put your thumb down or thumb up if it needs to be destroyed or not. What did you think of the character Bill? Like, she just seemed to have a lot of aggression with her in her for no apparent reason. Like, did you watch the episode where they were taking the bins out? Yes, when she was trying to race and get the bin man before it went. And then ended up, ended up with more bin bags, which and I did that thing that I hate as a comedian as well, where you try and guess what's going to happen next, where you can't just watch anything anymore. And I'd predicted what was going to happen. And that always makes me feel a bit sad. So points are knocked off for that, Bill. Sorry. Final, one of the final series was filmed around Kentway. I think was there was an episode where they got looked after a dog that was quite... Uh, windy that would like all right he'd farted a lot that's what happened and he'd fart and the sign would go around and it was filmed around near vicky park in ashford i think and dover Uh, not dover folkestone what's wrong with dover why didn't they want to come down this way they didn't want the dog getting i swear that reeves and mortimer for shooting stars filmed something over in stanhope and ashford because i could remember the corner shop (laughs) I know they live around it. It would make perfect sense. Oh, wonder what it, might be on next week's episode, listeners. It, my, my life just does seem like I live in extras and I hang out with celebrity people all the time. This happens rarely that I meet a celebrity. You met two in one <laughs> night the other week. It was a great night. Mm. It sounds like you're on an episode of Stella Street. That's, that's Stella. Stella. Actual Stella Street. Well, look, there's Mick Jagger putting his bins out. Oh, he's missed the, he's missed the bin man. He's chasing after him now. He's got more bins. No, he's, oh, now he's got more bins. Possibly happen. 
He's got more bags. I I saw it coming. It was it was nice to revisit it actually, and it was nice when they were like in like a corner shop. You saw like you said earlier the golden one, the crisps. It was nice to see cigarettes with all the logos on in the background. Uh, that is one of the things I've missed about being able to smoke. You can tell when you. Anymore. You can tell when you didn't give a shit about the program when you're watch, looking at the corner shop and seeing <laughs> what is behind <laughs> them. That's a pack of camels. That is. Remember when they were in the wooden packet? Oh look, it's a marathon bar. Look, there it is in the corner. <laughs> Would you just love to go back for like one day to the nineties and just experience it all over again? Yes, but I think to experience it every time we do this podcast, apart from it being exactly. And to be honest, I'm a bit fed up in the 90s and I don't think it was that great an era, but nonetheless. <laughs> so. here's, annoying, here's annoying me. I think, oh, I've got a really good show I could do. Oh, no, it's 2000 or it was in the yeah. 80s. Or, or that never existed, which has come up earlier. <laughs> I, I was like, let's do Old Crikey on ITV. I went, does that want to show that was something that was on the young ones? So, uh, two point four children. <laughs> well, two point four children. I'm going to give it fifty. Yeah, I would agree with the fifty. Well, that means two point four children has got Ooh, fifty and triggers in it in in a later series. He playing he's playing an he's playing a nerd that likes uh, Star Trek. I think it is. Triggers I wish I'd watch that one. Yeah, I wish well, I'd watched that one now. He has a rivalry. <laughs> he has a rivalry with Ben the dad. They keep doing pranks on each other, I think, and Trigger pretends he's died at one point and then he comes back. I think, I, I think that's what like, happens. I do like that Ben the dad's a bit of a nerd before it was cool to be a nerd. Yeah, he was like a cool dad. In fact. Yeah. He's, he's got a baseball cap on and he's acting like a little child. Well, like Robin Williams. Robin Williams in Mrs Doubtfire. When I was a kid, I thought, that is a really good dad. Nowadays, I think he's irresponsible and he deserved having his kids taken away. (laughs) Yeah, well, true. Those kids needed to be taken away from him. Don't dress up like a woman. And you're not trans. Stop dressing up like a woman, Uh, Parrish. No. No, that's Jumanji, isn't it? It's called Parrish. It's a weird situation as well. Like once again, like the thing that you were on about earlier from Beatles about, like would it come up going, is that dad <laughs> dressed up? I don't know. If my dad ever dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire, I'd pretty much be able to recognise him. I reckon. Oh, I thought you were suggesting. Oh, we've got this new housekeeper. Is that Jeremy Beadle dressed as a woman? <laughs> Oh, I, I remember someone I once met on a holiday park who, who told me they were a stuntman and they were working on Mrs. Doubtfire too. <laughs> One, why do you need a stuntman for Mrs. Doubtfire too? And what would be the plot for Mrs. Doubtfire too? He gets him taken off him again. Like, how, how would that pan out? Let's write it now, right. Will Smith from Men in Black, he turns up with the, the old neuralizers. He neuralizes all the children and any anyone who's in the restaurant. And then Robin Williams gets back in the suit and gets sent to France 
to look after, be a nanny for some people. I don't know why they'd have to be neuralized because the people in France wouldn't have known that that had happened. So, yeah. What if we can't get Will Smith? Um, we'll ask Tommy Lee Jones or, or the, um, who else is in Men in Black? Michael Jackson. Well, I like can't the ask idea. well, could the kids just have grown old? And that Robin misses being a dad and realises he wants to be a, a nanny and then just goes to France. Goes to France. He's got, he's got, he's got to go to France, in it? That's non-negotiable. Uh, Are we pitching it? France? I don't know. Because the original novel was based in France and I just picked France at random and now I'm trying to link it back so it makes sense. So... <laughs> You could call it La La Doubtfire. Uh, what the Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> this has been the funniest bit, and we are not even talking about any of the programs. <laughs> I'd How love to see Mrs. Doubtfire in Paris. <laughs> sounds like a porn. La Doubtfire in Paris. He gets some work with Lumination, the French people that do the Minions. So he goes in there and does his voiceover in the daytime. And then at, when in, in the evening, he dresses up as a woman for some French businessmen's kids. Done. I, I Sold. Yeah, it sounds great. I love the way that you've got Minions in this as well. Even his side character. <laughs> oh, mate. So Le Fire in Paris. Yeah, so how much would, what would you give Le Doubtfire in Paris? <laughs> definitely not into, definitely the idea of that. <laughs> so a fictional <laughs> film that we've just made up is now the number one 90s program. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is it, the idea. <laughs> I think we should do that. I think we should just put it on the list just for people to go, the fuck's that? What, what, what was that at the top of this for? <laughs> Le Doubtfire. In Paris. Doubt fire in Paris. <laughs> will we ever do will we ever do 90s films? We could do 90s films, couldn't we? We can't do Mrs. Doubtfire now because we've just ruined it. We could do 90s films. That could be could be a special. I think I think <laughs> Doubtfire in Paris. Wasn't there a Rugrats film based in Paris? I, I don't know. I don't only think I Barely watched the first one. I don't know when you're joking or not anymore. Why would I joke about there being a Rugrats film based in Paris? Well, I still haven't found Noel's garden party. I still can't find it. Look, 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 look. I have a photographic memory. Just accept it. Like, Tingy needs to accept it as well about that fucking Michael Ball album. But I just I just remember stuff and I keep it up there. And sometimes the internet doesn't hold on to your memories. It lets things go. Mm. Like why would it why would it keep an episode of uh, Noel's Garden Party? It definitely happened. No, it didn't. Right, I'm gonna get older. How do we get older, Noel Edmonds? Quite easily, I think. Do you reckon it? Oh, do you know what? I'm going to try next week to get hold of someone from Noel Edmonds' team or someone who's worked on Noel's Garden Party just to prove it exists. Because I remember it. And like, and if, if you drag dream, on like, someone next week that just says I was inside Mr. Blobby <laughs> in 1998, 
until I got made re made redundant, then that doesn't count. Or what, maybe I... we should Google it and see if it comes up, and it doesn't. Well, not everything comes up. Why would you store that on the internet? What do you mean not everything comes up? Space? It's the internet. Like, everything. It store everything. Everything has got an IMD page. I am a D. I am a DB page. <laughs> I am a DB. IMDb. I have trouble saying that. And A M A S M R. I don't know what it is. Those those letters do not belong together. Can you say asthma? Asthma. I've got asthma. Yeah. I say that. Well, well you, you've learned. It would be tragic if you couldn't. Oh, what I also oh, can't could. say is internet cable. <laughs> Why don't you call it an internet cable? It would make more sense. I've got one of those cables into my laptop to make it work better. This is brilliant radio, isn't it? Yeah, I've got it plugged in there. And uh, I can't say it. I don't know. I think this has been the greatest Ethan Ethan Ethernet cable. That's what it is called. Is it Ethernet cable? Well, we, we've 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 got through so much on this episode of Small Screen Nineties. I, I think we've discussed it. It's been a long one. I'll be honest. Like that mm. big, big breakfast was a long old watch. Let's yep. not pick anything that long next week. Trying to think of long programs. The yeah, news. The, the, the news. news. You, on, From what you only you only accidentally recalled Good Morning Britain once. Oh, why is there only? <laughs> Eight percent on the skybox for oh because you've recorded the whole of the <laughs> Good Morning Britain. You, doing this has ruined my sky recording. Like I'm not going to lie to you. Like being questioned why there's two series of the Fibbling Line on there earlier. Going why is this on it? Well, it's for research purposes. Going, but why? And then yeah, it just seems weird. It should have lasted two series. That was too many. It did have two series and a Christmas special. Did we mark 2.4 children? As, oh, I said 50, and then you never agreed that you were talking about the doubt fighter in Paris. No, I, I did. I did. Yeah, I said yes. 2.4 children should get 50. We're, we're right, 50 into it. Which means 2.4 children has got 50, which means Art Attack is still the greatest show of the 90s. Wow. Wow. I think there's only about 20,000 more shows to go through, isn't there? Come on! We can do this. Oh. It's a sprint, not a marathon. Exactly. No, sorry, it's a Snickers, not a marathon. Now that oh. joke's got to stay in from earlier. <laughs> Comedy goal. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 